Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. James 1, 16, 18. Amen. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Who does not change like shifting shadows? He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you again to ask for your help. We cannot break your word without your help. Jehovah, we cannot break it without the help of your spirit. We cannot break your word without protection because we know the enemy seeks that you might not only here, but also not be productive with the word that comes from you. Jehovah, help us to hear and to do everything in your word. In Jesus' name, we all shout, Amen. Comedy writer James Breakwell, I hope I pronounce, pronounce it well, has four daughters under the age of eight. Good luck to him. Amen. And he shares the hilarious conversations on Twitter. Maybe some of you know him, maybe you don't. I saw this the other day. And from Breakwell Street, it looks like he's five years old as a future. He commented. I think my son, if you know my son Zanda, I'm told he looks exactly like me. I refuse. I don't agree, but anyway. People know best. I think my son is the same. He says things that sometimes I wonder, I throw up, and then I'm told that is you, and that is you. Here's a sampling of some of Brickwell's finest key inspired tweets. Number one, he asks his daughter, What do you do at school today? The daughter says, I learn about dragons. <laughs> so, is it, a, is it that your class learned about dragons and what happened? He says, Dad, I learned about dragons. I don't know what everybody else was doing. Just leave me. Leave me here. Why? Can tell this one of Africa home. <coughs> anyway, number two, uh, he says, Dad, why do why does man wear makeup? I know he's a the dad says uh, to look pretty. <laughs> then she goes, but she's already pretty. Why does she need makeup? And then the dad goes, Oh. <laughs> and then she says, Oh dad, by the way, you should also wear makeup. I hope I'm getting by to this hour. Uh, so one day they're watching a guy on TV do CPR. This is obviously interesting. Dad, why is the man kissing that guy? Why? Dad is like, yeah, he's not. Okay? He's trying to save her life. <laughs> the daughter look, looks at the dad and goes, I'd rather die. <laughs> ah, yeah. The dad one day comes in and about a cookies in the Isha sorted. He asks, who are all the cookies? The, dad, uh, the girl responds, ninjas, dad, ninjas are cool. Oh, dad is like, hey, but I didn't see the ninjas. Hey, but dad, no one ever does. <laughs> the kids, kids. Ah, yeah, dad, the, the, the daughter now is, is talking to the dad. Dad, I'm glad I'm not a boy. <laughs> That's how the conversation begins. The dad is like, eh, why? I like being smart. <laughs> he, 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 he hates it. 
Guys, James is always a good father. He's present. He talks to his children. He has uplifting conversations. Even though it's all girl-related, hating boys, and it can be seen from the responses. You can tell from what the kids are saying that he's, he's there, he's available. He's present. They see him. They have a life together. They are having conversations. It is obvious that the children are testifying to the presence of the, their father. But like we said in week one, the role of the father has evolved. It has evolved, like we said in week one, from being the sole person responsible for the upbringing of the child to one of absence as a result of now we are offending for the children. We also say that right here in Kenya, it has been reduced, unfortunately, like some of are saying, to just being spam donors. We are cash dispensers. We are figureheads. We are figureheads in homes. I heard the other day that as long as you provide whatever the family wants, they can make a good farm. A lady said that uh, the qualities of a good father is that he must have high ambition. That's a good father. He must be semi-dominated, some say. He must have a very high IQ. He must have the ability to want to change the world. Eh? If you're not changing the world, this is what the society considers a good father. Affluence, power, position. Name it. But are these the definition of fatherhood? Is, are these things, high IQ, dominating personality? Semi dominating. Don't have to be dominating. You have money in the bank. Are these the very definition of good fatherhood. I don't know if you remember the meme. There was a meme going, up, going around once of um, a father and his son from Tibet. Tibet is up there in Asia, a state of China. And the dad was a farmer. He looked very dirty. When I come in But the son standing next to him is clean and graduated, just graduated. And guys were saying, what a father. That's all it said. That some fathers go to do some difficult things. They sacrifice to make sure that the children graduate. Is that the example of good fatherhood? I remember I was writing this over there. I remember that me very well. It's a nice picture of the guy and the son is there with his degree on right next to him. Is that fatherhood? The main fathers who have their children to school, you see them. Unawana every single day. Those who drop them, pick them from school. Is that good fatherhood? I think you know the famous other social media who said it to be the stay-at-home parent. I saw that I was like, hey, boss. And as a result, now he has a massive following. He's doing a brilliant job. Amazing. Could that be the best example of a good father? And where should we then get the example of a good fatherhood from? And I know we talked about this a whole month. 
and it's simple. God is the best example. I don't want to bust the Bible fathers, but he will never be the perfect father. Mothers, I know you know this. You can try all you want, but you can never be the perfect mother. You just do your level best with what you have. And make sure that you seek God's help. That way you'll be a good father and mother. God is the best example. And it's why this month I'm reminding us to look to him consistently. Let's not look for society because for some of us it will shoot you down. For some it will praise you simply because you have a higher king. God is the best example. Our earthly fathers will never match up. And we as fathers will never match up because of the following. Let's look at some of the ways God is considered the best. And then we will finish. And share the bottle. Can I hear me then? Can you not get the care and And share the bottle. Can I hear you then? Number one, God is simply good. Good. God is simply good. Luke 18, verse 18 and 19. Let me read for us. So then we'll ask Jesus, good teacher. What was I to inherit the time of life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asks him. Jesus answered, No one is good except God alone. No one. I know some of us consider ourselves really good. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I'm going to say, What do you You do a job, you do something. You feel it. Guys, no one is good. Except God alone. God is the very definition of good. There is no bad or wrong in Him. Nothing. There is no spot. He never makes mistakes. That is God the Father. Some of us have issues with our dads, our fathers. Because you, you see the spot, you, you experience the bad. I've come here to remind you that it is only God who is good. Only Jehovah. Nobody else. God is simply good. Please remember that. Number two. God's patience and kindness will never run out. God's patience and kindness will never run out. Psalms 106 and verse 1. Praise God, give thanks to the Lord for His good. His love endures forever. Forever. God's love will endure beyond this world in eternity and because of the work of His Son on the cross, He works on us until the time Jesus comes back. God's patience and kindness of us never runs out. And if you've been saved a minute, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A righteous man will fall several times but cannot remain there. The patience that God has over us as he molds us into his being, as he disciplines us, that patience is non-matched. You can't match it. So, do you have a very very patience? A dad that always gave you standards. I remember very well when I got home, 
one day with 95% of my maths exam. And I was asked, well, what happened to the 5%? <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, I'm being very honest. God's kindness over you in your life will never run out. Did your dad's kindness run out because of a reason or another? Do you wish you are a kind dad? God's patience, God's kindness will never run out. I am. Let me read another one. Second Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is so patient with us. He is forever patient. His desire is that none of us perishes. None of us. None whatsoever. You see, that friend of yours that you think is so wicked, that one, even that one, those that don't know him, God loves them and is so patient, waiting, desiring for them to come to his knowledge. That is God our Father. And I know as I share this, you're like, hey, I wish my dad was like this. This is Jehovah. Hi, number three. God is always approachable. God is always approachable. Hebrews 4.16, you know this one. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive grace. We may receive grace. Mercy, sorry. And find grace to help us in our time of need. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Because of what Jesus, the Son of God, did on the cross, now we are God's children. You have to listen. Just like Him, Jesus. We cannot call on our Father God in heaven and without fear come boldly before Him. And He says, come anytime. For some of us, just the notion of approaching your father the issue. Hey, I don't know the other day the thing of uh, summoning our father for a conversation. To come the boys, our sister called Lisa. I have let's talk. Who is going to go? Can you approach your father? God is always approachable. Always. Whether you've messed him up or whether you're good before him. You can approach him. Alright, let's go to number four. Nothing can separate us from God's love. You know the verse. Nothing can make us blow God's love over us. Nothing. Nothing. Even though you're thinking, at here, as you think they are, there's nothing. Romans 8, 39 says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, anything else in our creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from God's love, our Father's love. And I know when you think about your earthly father, there are things you are told. You kifanya Some of us even need those things. 
Tuliona viboko, tuliona vitu mingi. Mimi naweza viboko. We so many things. I'm yet reminding you nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. Let me say it again. Nothing. Eh, ulidanganya jana, nothing. You messed up this morning, nothing. Nothing can separate from his love. He is a good, good father. Number five, God's love to his children is unconditional. Unconditional. There's no conditions with it. Romans 5 it says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God gave us his love before we even realized we were his. He went ahead of all of us and provided a beautiful way to his loving arms without us having to do anything to earn it. Before you knew who you were, Christ had died for you. God had already made plans so that you would be called his child. His love over you is unconditional. There is no condition apart from receiving of his son into your life. God's love is unconditional. That is how good our father is. Our earthly fathers, let me remind you again, and I remind you until we finish, our earthly fathers cannot match up. They can't. God is perfect. He is good. His love is unconditional. Number six. God's love to his children is sacrificial. God's love to his children is sacrificial. John 3.16. How many remember John 3.16? John 3.16. Can we say it together? I am for God. For God so sacrificially loved the world that he sacrificially gave his son, his only son. God gave his very best for us. Does your earthly father do the same? Ama, you have issues because he never did. God's love is sacrificial, he sacrifices. Juzi, uh, some friends visited me from the little chapel south, where I came from. Now, when I did a cake, kianani, cake, it was mine. It was not to be shared in the family. It was my cake. It's Nengalipan, it was my cake. And then, Zana comes and says, so that here we have a cake. This is my cake. Nalikuwa na kukula, na kukula. God's love is not like ours. <laughs> God's love is sacrificial. I gave the cake, Mr. Jack. I gave pieces. Pieces, Gidok. God's love is not like ours. Some of us have painful memories of our parents not sacrificing for us. 
moments that you think Abba, that my dad, only if he could only have sacrificed, it would be different. God's love is sacrificial. He is the most sacrificing person ever. That is why we have to love him and take his example of fatherhood. Men can I hear amen? Number seven, God's love. God loves us enough to discipline us. Up as African, the, the African culture happened because how we don't struggle a lot. Even though squeeze in a state where other people all go to the corner and close their eyes for five minutes. <laughs> My daughter the other day called us to a meeting because that's in the meeting. How come you don't tell us to go to the corner and uh, stand there for 15 minutes? I was like, Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son, he delights in. If you call God your father, then never resent or despise when he disciplines. He's doing this because he loves you. Show me a home where the kids are not disciplined, and I'll show you a home where the kid is not loved. And I don't mean killing them. You know exactly what I mean when I say that. I mean disciplining them. When they do wrong, correct them. When they are off, show them the right way. God does it to us because he loves us. Don't be cheated by the society that we don't have discipline. God told us to. Just don't kill them in the process. Amen? God loves us and when he's done disciplining us, guys, at a old appendix the final picture, you will love it. God loves us enough to discipline us. That is God our Father. Number eight. God's timing of the things he does to you and for you is perfect. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 say the following. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. All of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. When we trust in God and submit to him, then we understand how perfect he is. And that he has never, nor will he ever make any mistake. If you're struggling to understand some of the things that are happening in your life, understand why things went the way they went. If you're struggling to understand that to the point maybe of anger, maybe just maybe you don't trust the Lord with all of your heart. Maybe just maybe you don't understand that he's your father. Because God's time is always perfect. Even through the most difficult of situations, he knows, he sees, and he promised to forever be there. So what are you struggling with? What are the, some of the things that you must say, oh, yeah, I imagine. Uh, my dad should have. This should not have happened. I should not have been born in. I should have known. God knows. And that is all perfect. Whatever is allowed in your life is perfect, is okay. 
Because he is your father. Can I hear an amen? Number nine. God will forever give us wisdom. Forever. Give us wisdom. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Who gives generously to all without finding fault? And it will be given to you. Do you need wisdom? How many don't need wisdom? Exactly. We all need it. God gives us wisdom. Generously. The Bible says, without finding fault. How many were advised by their parents, parents, dad, mom, to do something? You did the opposite. And then you went back for wisdom again. You have been on You're smiling. You know exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what happened. Kwanza endo fani ile ni kwambia ile do that one first. Na kwanza sahi hata usikuje kujiuliza sasa hivi. We do that with the child. If you give wisdom on life and then you choose to be your own thing and then you come up with things are a mess. What do you do? Me, me, I love myself. You go deal with yourself. See your time. God gives wisdom generously and without finding fault. That's how good our father is. Fathers, let's take his example. He gives us without finding fault. Just because we fall every so often doesn't mean he won't give it. He forever gives it. Forever. I must mean, just ask. Ask. What do you need wisdom for? What is it? He will give you the wisdom that you need. Amen? Finally, God lets us make our own choices. And I think that's one of the most desirable attributes of God as our Father. He allows you to choose to do whatever you want to do. Joseph 24.15 If something the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as Joseph says, and my house will serve the Lord. God is a perfect gentleman. Perfect. He will never force himself on you. He will never force his father on you. He never even forces his hand down your throat. He tells you, choose this day, choose. Decide for yourself. And I always remind us at this point, if you do not know Jesus, this is the perfect place. Choose him, choose him. I don't know how you survive even this season without the Lord. How? How do you survive? It's just crazy, the friend said. How do you survive without him? To survive, you need him. He is a perfect father that makes, lets you make your own choices. My plea to you, make the right ones. He will never force his way on you. And will allow you to deal with the consequences of your decisions. Choose correctly. So guys, I'm sharing this to remind you that as earthly fathers, we can never match up. Wanaume? Wanaume? Aye, Nisa. What are you doing? Wanaume? Wanaume? We can never match up. 
We can never match up to God's goodness. So stop trying to be the perfect father. You can never be. All God asks of you is to be a level best. Be present, be available. Provide at the level that you can. Do what you can do. God is perfect. And for us to get the example of fatherhood, you don't need to look to each other. Look to him. Why? He lets us make our own choices. You understand? Good choices. He's hoping that you make the good choice. How many had a choice in their homes? Choice. Choice to do whatever you want to do. However you want to do it. <laughs> with whoever you want to do it with. Imagine God is like, imagine, I hope you do the right thing, but just do what you want to do. I think in our house. Daddy, am I going to do what I want to do? God lets you make your own choice. He is a good father. He gives us wisdom forever. Forever wisdom. His timing of the things he does is perfect. Let's take from God our father. Let's have him as the example. Not Baba so and so because he takes his kids to school in a helicopter. Amen? God's love for children is unconditional. He is the best example. Nothing can separate us from his love. Me, I remember there are some things if you do. At some point in our lives, in our home, it was if you don't come quite the list, you know that class, end of town. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. God is always approachable. God's patience and kindness will never run out. We are human, so it will run out every so often. But I can't think of, hey, well, repeat this thing ten times to this. What do you mean? That's business schedule and both. Number one, God is good. Guys, I've shared this to remind us that the best example of Father is from God. And so I want to remind you again, like I said last week, don't hold it against your father that much. He was just human. He's a human being. Just like you and I. And just like you and I, you probably make mistakes as well in this journey of fatherhood. Be encouraged. Remember your God in heaven. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is the perfect father. And so even in those difficult moments, remember him. Look to him. Ask him for wisdom to do as he does. Remember, you will never match up. Young men, eh? Young men, single men, hallelujah. You will never be the perfect father. You will be a good father with God's help. 
But perfect, that is God's standard beginning. Don't be discouraged. Have him. Talk to him consistently. In closing, I will remind you that when you leave this world, your testimony about who you are is how you know how you did. So my prayer to you, or probably my question to you, is what testimony do you want once you leave of how you are as a father? These are raised to all the men and to all the single mothers in our midst. What will the children say when you leave? Will they say, Dad was never there? Dad was always angry? Dad never provided? Dad, I think, never loved me. I don't know. Maybe I was the extra baby that was never needed. Dad was good. Remember the testimony I read? I think it was week two of the lady that said, Dad taught me about God the Father. The testimony of your children is up to you. Choose today, fathers, young men, single mothers, choose the testimony. With God's help, you can do a good job. It's me. Amen. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.